Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having a fantastic day or evening, depending of course when you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about how to explain your job hopping past. (laughs) So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting on into it here. So I have a lot of notes for this one. So if you are a job hopper, getting full-time employment, right? So full-time permanent or FTE type of roles can be challenging for sure. And what I mean by full-time employment is you are not considered a temporary employee, a contractor, or a consultant. So essentially, I always encourage people to make sure that you're happy in your career and your career path and the industry that you're in. So if you keep moving for a reason, you know, asking yourself, hey, am I in the right spot? And I bring that up because people leave their jobs for a variety of reasons, which we're going to get into a list of what those reasons are here in a second. But it's really important to make sure, am I happy? Am I good with my career, my career path industry I'm in? Am I satisfied? Do I enjoy the work I'm doing? Sometimes the question is, is it good enough for now, right? However, when a lot of the answers to those questions are no, people start to look at making a move. And that's okay. Just understand that if you are consistently moving out of roles, uh, you're going to have to speak to that. And let's touch on real quick, what is considered job hopping? So it depends. There is no one definition everyone goes by, right? So me as a recruiter looking at a resume, if people are in their jobs for less than a year, I consider that job hopping. A hiring manager may want to see someone who's been in their role, you know, the last three roles for at least two to three years. And if it's less than that, they may consider that job hopping. So I do think if you're at a role for less than a year, several roles, so more than one (laughs) for less than a year, that's considered job hopping. I will say if you have stayed in every role you've had for 15 months, I also would probably consider that a consistent job hopping pattern, right? It's not exactly defined. And even as I'm explaining it, right? Like, well, Steph, you said less than a year, 15 months is one year, three months. However, again, if that's a pattern, then I feel less confident in hiring you knowing, hey, this person's going to stay for the next five to 10 years and they're really going to grow their career here. All right. So people leaving their jobs, why? Many, many reasons. I have a lot of them. I'm going to go through them relatively quickly. Number one, horrible hours. Number two, shitty manager. Number three, ethical conflicts. Number four, maybe it's they're on a contract and their contract ends. Number five, they simply don't like the company. (laughs) Or number six, they really just don't like the industry. Maybe they love the company, but it's in the waste industry. You're like, yeah, I'm not really super stoked about that, right? Like, I hear you. It could be the industry itself. Number seven, work doesn't align with what you you want to do, right? So maybe you are a software developer who is mostly focused on maintenance and you really want to be a software developer who is developing new code. 
And number eight, lack of growth or lack of development. Number nine, there's little to no communication. Communication is really important. Uh, Number 10, unclear or even unfair expectations. Number 11, you have an offer for more money somewhere else. Number 12, maybe you experienced a traumatic event at your employer. Number 13, there is a bad work or corporate culture. Number 14, lack of flexibility. Number 15, there's no autonomy, which usually at the core is a lack of trust, right? Uh, Number 16, lack of recognition. Number 17, you're not being challenged enough. Number 18, respect or lack thereof. Number 19, poor leadership team. Number 20, really high workloads and there's really no light at the end of the tunnel for that to go down. Number 21, lack of resources. So if you're tasked with doing this big, amazing, huge project and there's no funding or no resources behind it, uh, that could feel like you're just kind of banging your head against a wall. Number 22, there's no support. Number 23, all of your work people, like your people, are leaving. Number 24, there is a lag in innovation compared to other competitors or other companies out there. Number 25, there's a misalignment to the company mission or values. Number 26, personal life events, right? Life happens. Number 27, lack of learning opportunity. Number 28, feeling you're not making an impact. And this is really, really important for me personally. Number 29, maybe you are leaving to raise kids. And number 30, caring for a family member. So a lot of reasons people leave, right? All of that to say there are a lot of different reasons people might be leaving. And we want to make sure that we're not consistently leaving too soon. So when you're talking about the reasons for leaving particular jobs, you definitely want to make sure that you're being honest and also very positive, right? You don't want to be like, well, the manager at my last job was super shitty and treated us all like crap. You want to frame it in the way that it's going to be positive. Maybe if it is a shitty manager, maybe it can be something along the lines of, you know, I had a really great experience there. I learned a lot and I'm really just looking to work with a different leadership style, right? So there's ways to say that without bad mouthing another employer or another leader. You can even frame it as, you know, I thrive in a really autonomous work environment and leadership style, and my previous manager was more hands-on leadership style. Again, creative ways to make sure we're not talking shit, right? (laughs) Often in an interview, we're asked to give a brief overview of our background. So this is a great opportunity to explain the reasons for transitions briefly. Let me say it again for all the people in the back. Briefly. So one of my biggest pet peeves is in interviews, I don't ask this question, but I've been in interviews with other interviewers where they've asked this question. People go on and on and on and you're like, it hurts. They're just stop talking. So briefly go through Like I started my career in this and I relocated to go into a master's program, right? And then I moved back home and then I decided home was too cold. So I moved here and then I had these opportunities. Here's what I was working on. And then just stop talking. If I'm asked to give an overview of my background, I start with where I started in my career. For the career I'm in now, I'm within that 10-year buffer, right? So if you've been in your career for longer than 10 years, I would say maybe go back 10 years. Maybe say, oh, I started out this company, you know, worked my way up, moved into this, and then quickly, like within a sentence, get to, you know, give or take the last 10 years. So I say I started here, worked on this, and then I moved here. 
and I worked on this, and then I moved here and I worked on this. And I have personally have relocated several different times. So I explain those transitions while I'm giving that brief overview. So people aren't wondering like, why is this chick moving literally across the country many times, right? (laughs) I offered up, but briefly, it's like 90 to 120 seconds. And then I stop talking and I let the interviewer ask whatever questions they have. All right. So general tips. Number one, like I just mentioned, provide the reasons, right? You don't want to have someone assume anything. You want to offer up the situation because it could be something super out there, right? They may look at it and be like, oh my gosh, this person has been in their last three roles for nine months. There must be something wrong with them. People can't work with them, right? And it could just be a simple fact of you had three nine-month contracts that you worked on, right? That should be on your resume. P.S. Always offer the reason. Number two, be honest. Number three, and keep it positive. (laughs) Number four, if appropriate, explain the changes that you've made. For example, you had your last four managers were terrible. That might make you look bad even if it's true. So people might think, well, the last four managers they didn't get along with, why can't this person get along with others, right? Is probably the conclusion there. They're going to come to you or the question that they want to be answered. So you can explain the type of leadership that you thrive under. It's very possible you thrive in an autonomous work environment and you worked for three or four micromanagers, but explaining that again in a very positive way, or maybe the last four sales jobs that you had, you didn't do well at, you didn't hit your numbers and you realized, sales isn't my jam, right? And you moved into, let's say, sales operations or customer support, explaining that and letting the person know you've done some self-discovery. And because of that, that's why you're talking to them. Number five, offer what this next role that you're talking about is going to provide you that these other roles didn't, right? Say, I'm really excited about this opportunity. It sounds like there's a lot of room for growth, very autonomous work environment, and really excellent uh, senior leadership team, you know, whatever it might be. Number six, be confident in knowing what you want and ask questions around that. So for example, if you really need a positive work culture because you haven't had that in your past, ask questions about, hey, can you explain the work culture to me? You know, what are the pros and cons of working here from a culture perspective? We don't want to get into, you know, what are the 401k matching benefits, but from a culture perspective, if that's important to you, you know, pros and cons, right? Because each culture is going to have pros and cons. You may have a company, let's say a very large large tech company, very well known. Y'all probably know where I'm going with this. Tons of flexibility, tons of perks. The con of that is people are typically spending more time in the office, right? And number seven, talk about why you feel this role is a good fit based on what you're looking for. All right. I hope you found this podcast episode helpful, informative, valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be here, listen to the show, support it. I really appreciate you. You can find the show notes below as well as over at stephdennis13.com. If you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. You can support the show by heading over to the online store, making a donation via PayPal or Anchor, or leaving a rating and or review on the podcast listening app you are on right now. All of the links to do all of those things are below in the notes. You can reach out to me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, StuffDennis13, and then the podcast specifically on Instagram at Career Talk Podcast. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so fantastic, so great. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.